one that I'm a host now. So maybe it was my stuff. I don't know. Oh, maybe, yeah, you probably had to change it. So now it's on gallery. Yeah. See, okay. All right, thank you, everybody. Uh, yes, we, we are. I just hit record. This is a uh, Power Up My Clinic series. We've changed the name. We have Trish on, Ryan, and Sharina. And Trish, go ahead and uh, give us a little background of what happened when you hired this associate and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, um, you know, I struggled with whether to do independent contract or employee um, situation. So kind of a little bit out of desperation, I went with independent contractor. I will not do that again. I think I will definitely stick to um, employee type of relationship. Um, but basically, uh, kind of word of mouth sent out, you know, asking other acupuncturists if they knew anybody who was uh, looking for, um, you know, part-time uh, work. And, and I was very specific in one of the requirements. I needed somebody who had a background in Japanese acupuncture, Kiko Matsumoto style, as well as TCM. So found um, a candidate who fit that you know, description. And he was a, um, an older gentleman, you know, about at least a, had been working, this would be his like third career. I mean, he was, you know, almost 60 and, um, and I, I felt uh, when we, we had a telephone conversation, we got along, he came in, we were talking quite a bit, mainly around his experience. And, um, you know, I felt, okay, this, this could possibly work. And uh, he came in and we just had him kind of work with one or two patients just to, so he could get the feel of the place to see if this would work out for him as well. And uh, so we thought everything was a go. And I basically had uh, booked a full day for him and uh and he he didn't show up quite on time and now i am now seeing my patients and i started to i had to start seeing his patients and he did come in eventually um but no phone call like no apologies you know i didn't even need the apology i just really wanted to know like if he just called i would have been okay with that you know yeah Exactly. Like you at least deserve a what the hell happened. Yeah. Yeah. So when I asked, you know, you know, because I was concerned, I'm thinking, oh my God, maybe something happened to him. And, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on. And uh, so basically the, the rainy weather held him up. And um, I, I just like, I didn't even know what to say to that. And I, I still don't know, you know, when I asked why he didn't call, he said he didn't text and drive. So then I was like, whoa, boy, <laughs> you could have pulled over. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't understand that. I, I mean, for 20 years, I worked with the visiting nurse service, and this is before cell phone time. And I knew where every pay phone was. If I was going to be late, mm -hmm. I would call, let that homebound patient know that I'm going to be late. Even though they're not going anywhere, they want to know when I'm coming, right? So that's when I was just, I did not expect that from somebody who had, worked so many years, I thought that basic professional courtesy didn't even have to be discussed. Mm -hmm. I, that's where I was like, you need to spell everything Everything. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, they're working with acupuncture snowflakes, you know this. This is yeah. a, an important thing. Yeah, so I, I just like, so I guess, yeah, I didn't realize I had to spell everything out. You know, I was only concerned about the experience and how we were gonna kind of get along. I just assumed all the other nuts and bolts are 
would just fall into place naturally. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yes. I have questions. Ryan, do you have questions already? I do, but you go first. Okay, here's my first question. This is very important, Trish. Because you have other staff, right? This was like your first associate, but you have other staff as well? I have an office assistant, yes. Okay. Um, okay, so you hired this person based on one telephone interview and coming into the office and doing a trial with one or two patients. Correct. Okay. I think Ryan's going to agree with me. That's not enough. I know. I know that now. <laughs> when I hire staff, I do minimum two interviews, often three. When I hire associates, I do at least three interviews. Okay. And we do multiple. Uh-huh. Like if, and I love to tell you it's just acupuncturists that are flaky um, and don't show up and, but it's not, it's literally, uh, I can't have a health professional uh -huh. that I've hired that has not had some weirdo physiotherapist, uh, acupuncturist, uh, massage therapist. Oh my gosh. Like I stopped having acu or massage therapy in my clinic for five years. Um, Mm. Homeopaths, oh, it's just, it's just, they're all like this. They just kind of have bad days and they just don't want to show up. So I put everything in the contract. Okay. Um, uh, mm. I, I do love how you pick the style and you're like, this is a good style. But did you have this person treat you? Yes. Okay. And you liked how they treated you? Uh, yes. I mean, as far as results, I, I could, there was a few things I knew would need to be worked out a little bit, but that I felt, you know, um, could definitely be addressed easily, I thought. Okay. Okay, I have more questions, but I see Ryan just wanting to dive in. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think, look, I think this is a topic that I love, right? Because I think um, it's a topic that many of us are interested in. It's a shiny object topic because we all want to hire people in theory. And then the realities of it actually come to the forefront right so um which is what you, we all experience so what so the first thing i want to say is what you're experiencing is good that this was the first associate and not down the road and you've now got a system in place that's really pumping and then you have somebody like this kind of flake so mm -hmm. the first thing is it's good it's always good to get the the the, the learning set lessons early and okay. then you know and then you know, move on from there. So, so that's the first thing. The second thing I wanted to ask you, or, or the, thing, the first thing I wanted to ask you was, tell us, can you tell us a little bit more about your practice as it currently sits and why you, why you want to bring in an associate? What's your, what's your give us kind of a, a background there real quick. Okay. Um, basically, I've been uh, working like 12 hour days, about six, five, six days a week just to fit everybody in. And I was starting to get burnt out, mm. um, although incredibly grateful to have this work. So that's why I just kept thinking it's going to slow down. It's going to slow down. So I just kept going and going. And I realized it, it's really not slowing down. It's, that's, you know, so. Um, uh, that's okay. Good yeah. problem. Good problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then, but then it got to the point where, you know, I'm turning away new patients, like yeah. three, four new patients a week, you know. and. Sure that's not good. And then your, your established patients want to come in and you don't have room for them on the schedule weeks out. Yeah. This absolutely. is not a, this is not a good practice, you know, like 
I, I'm not comfortable with that. So that's when I really started like, I gotta, I gotta, I need help. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I yeah. completely agree. That's the perfect time to hire an associate. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, but it's all the logistics of like how to do how to hire employees. How, how, right. So so the, mm -hmm. oh freezing. Uh, yeah, Ryan, we're losing you a little bit, honey. Oh no. Hang on. He'll come back. Even if he loses, yeah, there is. Uh, moving and shaking, moving and shaking. Yeah, you just got to get closer to your uh, to your router, your modem there. He uses Video. that. I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Acme, doing. Acme internet company. Nice vaulted ceilings. I like that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Um, so it sounds good, but I think what I was saying to, I don't know if you, if you guys heard me, is that ideally what, the way that we uh, talk about it is when you're at about 75% capacity, you start to get, okay. Um, we we yeah, lost wanna... him again, sorry. Hold the phone, hold the phone there. Okay. Let me try this again. That's all right. No rush. Better mm -hmm. to get good connection and just. We love your house. Get this thing going. And we're getting a tour. We're getting a whole tour yeah. of this thing, you know? In Canada, we call it a tour. Tour. Oh, tour. I like that. A tour. tour. Sorry, guys. What are you doing here? I'll go upstairs. Hi. We're having a family meeting now, too. <laughs> Hi, family. Hello. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> no. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. Is this better? Good. Are we better now? Are we good? Yeah. Are you closer right. to your modem? Right, let me know. Yeah, I am. I am. Should be good. Good. Um, so anyway, so so the first thing I was going to just say is that right around seventy-five percent of capacity is when we want to start looking. But we're I'm not going to harp on that because you're already crushing it. So that this is this is good. So better to be beyond that than to be below that. Yeah, mistake that I made when I first started. Um, uh, and then the other thing that I wanted to ask you was how many, so tell us a little bit about how you structure your, uh, your visits. Are you seeing what, you know, how many people per hour do you see? Um, how much time do you spend with them? Because that's also something that may play a role in this. Okay. Uh, so generally, um, I, I see each patient visit is about 45 to 60 minutes, but I see two an hour. So it's like I get one patient sorted out in the room and then I'm on to the next patient and then I go back and finish and then go back and finish. And then I have like five, 10 minutes for notes. And then the next, you know, I just keep rolling like that all day long. So it's just, um, so there's just a half an hour overlap, I guess. Yep. yep. More or less. You know, some people come early, some people come late. I just, as they come in the door, I put them in the room and go. Yeah. And have you, have you tried going to three or four people an hour? Does that not work for you? Um, I mean, occasionally, sometimes I end up with three. I do have three rooms. So sometimes I am rolling three people because someone came late. And so that does happen sometimes, but not as often. Your preference is to your preference is to do two. You want to do you, you want to do the, the um, palpatory work and the Japanese work, and so you, yeah, you that takes just that. a little extra time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So um, 
So then in regards to the hiring process, um, so a couple things. Um, when you presented it to the, to the, uh, the associate, how did you talk to that associate about your practice? In other words, there's two, there's two ways to look at, look, look at hiring an associate. One is we're hiring an associate into our practice and we are doing them the benefit. And the other is we are hiring an associate into our practice and they are doing us the benefit. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's between independent contractor employee. Not as, no, what I'm referring to is just perspective. How does the, how does the associate to be perceive the relationship? Or do they perceive the relationship like they are doing you a favor or do they mm -hmm. perceive the relationship like you are doing them a favor? How did you lay out what their relationship was to your practice? Um, it was more an equal mm -hmm. uh, or reciprocal relationship. So, so yeah. Yeah. So I, I needed the help and, and, and I believe he needed the, uh, the hours. So right. we were to be up, kind of of service to each other in a different you know one way like I set everything up for him and his the agreement is he would be able to help me kind of make sure I can um, you know uh, take care of all the patients that were coming in the door yeah perfect and what were the, the what were the steps laid out for him did you lay anything out as far as you know this is the this is where we're going to start the relationship. And if you do X, Y, Z, then this is, this is the benefit. And then if you have another X, Y, Z, then this is the benefit. Was there any kind of tiered benefit? No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have enough sense to go down that road. No. Okay. You know, no, it's, it's, it's totally fine. You know, this yeah. is, it's not about sense or not sense. You have a good deal for him. I mean, if you were yeah. able to fill his book within the first day, yeah. this, this is enough by, 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 you know, but what I'm getting to is laying the groundwork for the relationship before mm -hmm. the associate comes in. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't think I did that really. Yeah. All that Can much. I ask yeah. one quick question? Yeah. Did you have him sign some sort of contract with you? Was there? I did. I did. You I did. did. Okay. And it was an, it was an independent contractor contract. Yes. Uh, in like in that laid out percentage or whether or not you do laundry and uh, whether or not they have parking and if yes, they're like all those little details. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. That's a huge, but you're not allowed to do like percentage. So we had to work it out that I was charging him rent per hour for the room and X amount of dollars for the supplies, which still equaled out to, I was doing, I was trying to like accommodate a 50, 50 split without actually saying I was doing a 50, 50 split. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so a couple of things. So first of all, as you said before, and I, I'm saying this just for the benefit of everybody in the room, mm -hmm. uh, in the United States, we should be looking at these relationships as employment opportunities and not as independent contractor opportunities if we're really going to do this the right way. No, so, I, I, I believe that now. I, yeah. I, I think that's definitely the way to go. So I'm kind of glad this happened so I got to that mindset. Totally. And look, it's, it's not just because of the control as no, the, as no, the owner, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's to promote the profession. 
it's to promote the profession and it's also to just to to have employees in the right way you know mm -hmm. to have associates in the right way the way that is above board and and really matches what um employment law dictates in the in the u.s and so what the reason i'm saying this and i know you're agreeing so it's, to, it's totally great mm -hmm. is is more for the benefit of, of people that may be watching this because most of us that take associates take on independent contractors and we mostly do that um that's how i did it when i started more because i just did, was ignorant you know and then as we get as we get into the practice of bringing somebody on and they're working with you full time there are very specific laws that the IRS does lay out around what is what defines an independent contractor and what defines an employee. And in our profession, the way that we have associates, most situations uh, dictate them to be employees and not independent contractors. So just for the benefit of everybody, really pay attention to that because that can come back to bite you pretty, mm -hmm. pretty, pretty badly, you know. More importantly for in your case, Trish, mm -hmm. uh, the relationship of an employer to an employee means that you have much more control over the expectations. Did I freeze? Yes. <laughs> okay. How about now? Better? No, good now. Okay. Um, so, mm -hmm. so you know, so 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 that's the so that's the the, the just something that, that we want everybody to kind of consider. Um, the other thing in regards to the contract that you, that, you know, Sharina was asking you about mm -hmm. is that in, in the way that we do it, um, is that comes at the very end, right? So that, that comes after we have built rapport, just like with a patient, you don't give them the treatment okay. when they, when they're early on the first half of the treatment, you, you, you you build a relationship with them, you mm -hmm. talk about their situation, you right. take the pulse, you look at their tongue, you give them a treatment or you, or you just finish the consult. And then at the end you say, now here are the expectations, right? Mm -hmm. right. At that point you've created the relationship with the patient. They understand who you are. They understand that you understand them. And now you lay out what you expect from them so that they can get to the goals that they have. Right? Oh, I can appreciate the analogy. Yep. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the same thing when we're hiring associates is the way we want to handle this, which is like you go, you know, so, so what we do just again, just, just to have a, another way of looking at this. Mm -hmm. first, the first meeting that we have with associates is never in, in the office. It's always at a coffee oh. shop. Oh, okay. At a restaurant. Okay. It's somewhere where you can just relax. Mm-hmm. We're in a we're in a, a business where we're where it's all about the relationships, right? Mm -hmm. And so you know this doesn't this doesn't hold for every every business. And I'm just telling you what's worked for us. So I'm not I'm not saying that this is the only way to do it, but what's worked for us is to create a relaxed atmosphere because then you're going to really get to know some of the tendencies of the person that you're bringing on. They're going to be a little bit more relaxed. They still kind of know that you're you're eyeing them up and down. But that's, right, okay. Right, right. No, that's, that's okay. okay. At least they're not coming in, you know, with a formal like, you know, tell tell me about your first job out of college. What was the best thing that happened? You know, those things will come, just like Sharina said. But any kind of that that um, connection with somebody, whether you hire them or not, gives you a future referral source. It gives you a future good relate, just good relationship with another practitioner in town. 
And if you do hire them, now you've started the relationship as a um, peer, you know, as a peer associate relationship, as opposed to I'm the boss, you're the employee, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And this is, uh, again, this is, this is um, individual specific. This is how we do it. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that this is always the right way to do it, but if you, if you do that, you might find that you pick up on things like, oh, you know, this guy didn't want to drive through a puddle and, you know, there was a wall of water that was blocking him with the rain or, you know, he showed up 15 minutes late, you know, he's um, drinking quadruple espresso and, you know, uh, the barrister. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So so that's just, that's just a little, a little pro tip. That's just something that we do that I think can be really effective for building, you know, creating a different um, perspective on what that future person might be. Plus, you want to know if you like them, right? You want to, you don't Right, yes, yes. Absolutely. You don't want, you don't have to love everybody you work with, but you do have to like them. You have to like them as as a person, because if they're going to be seeing your patients and you're going to be seeing their patients, there to be that kind of residual rapport that can be built from you just like it could be built from me, the same, same exact way. So if you have two very different personalities, it can be really tricky to be able to, um, to, to, to build an easy, easy flow of practice. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. Yeah. And just to add on to the end of that, the other reason why I actually really like this idea of meeting outside of the office and then having multiple meetings mm-hmm. is you get to know the real person we're all really good at being a certain way for a job interview or a webinar Mm -hmm. i'm wearing makeup right now i never wear makeup in my clinic but i do for these goddamn webinars because i feel like of me this is not the real me this is webinar serena she is much better than day-to-day serena so if you and i set up another interview three days from now Mm -hmm. i'm getting out of bed my hair is a mess do you know what I mean? So you'll get to know the real me if we keep meeting a few times in office, out of office. I see you with patients. I see you with other people. That, that tells me if you're actually who you kind of are pretending to be. And I do this with all of my staff. This is why I actually do when I'm hiring, not just associates, but I do a group interview when I'm hiring people um, because I want to see how they do in a crowd. I want to see how they do around strangers. I want to see if they're nice to my other staff at the front because they think um, maybe those people at the front are actually leaving. And so they're being, I don't know, just weird or covert or mean or weird. I want my staff to meet everybody who's coming in for the interview. And then I meet them for the group interview. And inevitably when I'll sit down and go, who's a maybe, who's a yes. And who's an absolute no, the numbers mm-hmm. Almost always exactly the same because my staff pick up on the same things that I do. But every once in a while, they go, "No, you can't hire this person. Like, there's just no way. No." And I go, "All right, trust them." Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. My my office assistant was like a little questionable. Uh, she wasn't sure about him. Yeah. 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 Well, what What wasn't she sure about? Because she felt like he was just showing up right on the dot I like I didn't realize because I'm in and out of the room so I just assumed he was already there you know before 
And she felt like, oh, he just cutting it too close every single time. That's in my contract and in my employment yeah. policies and in all of my manuals. And I guarantee it's in Ryan's too. But practitioners are required to show up a minimum of 15 minutes prior to the start of the day and preferably 30 minutes. And they're expected to have all of their files pulled and they're expected to like know exactly what they need to do. Mm -hmm. Requirement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I'm always late, so it, uh, I'm not really practicing. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we hire people to do the things that we're not good at. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, Trish, tell me a little bit more about the, the interview process. So you, you brought him in, and then Tell, tell me about how you came up with your interview questions. Um, what did you ask him? What did he ask you? Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, first it was just the telephone chat. And, and then uh, he came in to, and we just like sat down and talked for a good while. It was probably almost an hour or so went by. And, you know, I didn't feel like the time passing. Um, so I thought that was a fairly good sign. Um, so it was more conversational flow as far as, because that's just, I mean, all the years I've been working as a therapist, I just pull information out of people through conversation. I, I, it's not really boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. So I, it's just a conversational flow. And, um, and I, my focus really was, you know, ab about his experience and his background in Japanese and Kiko Matsumoto style because there are just not that many practitioners in my area that have that style. And, and I believe that's kind of what has allowed me to stand out in my area. Um, and there's only other one other practitioner who's fairly similar in, in practice. And, and she has the same problem I have. We're just like, we're, she's looking for somebody too. I mean, we even talked about, we could even possibly share, you know, uh, the right candidate. So, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it's just, you know. Can I, I ask a question on that? Sure. Why does treatment style matter? If uh, they're right fit, if they're absolutely. No, I, I've, I've kind of let that go a little style. bit. I have let that go a little bit. I, I, <laughs> I was, I was so, that, I was so, I trapped myself in that little category. So I realized now that's, um, I, I've already. It, it took me, it took me, uh, this, this experience to let that go. I let that I feel go. like giving you a high five, Trish. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, I'm not holding on to that now. That's, you know, I, there are other things that I think probably are much more important. Yeah. So she just wants people like herself. She's an accu snob. <laughs> well, I, could tell me, well, I would love that. No, you don't need to with me. Believe me. <laughs> I, I didn't never, I never picked that up about you. I'm so I'm shocked. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. I, I want to ask sort of a follow-up question to Ryan, though, because he asked, you know, what questions did you ask in the interview? You said it wasn't really a question. It was just more yeah. of a conversation. So what questions do you wish you had asked this person instead? What are some questions that you really think might have been helpful to answer before you brought them into your clinic and your patients? Um, yeah, I don't, I, I still have to kind of work that out, you know, okay. so I, I honestly haven't... Uh, I don't know. It's just, I, there, I know there are certain questions I guess you could probably ask to get, a, it's more about their attributes, I guess, and how they relate to patients, how they relate to interpersonal skills. I guess that's basically is, I need questions to figure out how this person's interpersonal skills are 
situated, I guess. And I, I'm, I'm not clear. This is how I got into the trouble in the first place. <laughs> this is where I need the help. <laughs> what type of questions to ask and how to structure it? Ryan, what kind of questions do you like to ask? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, I think that what you were describing before, Trish, is the right way to, is the way that we found success also, which is for it to be conversational, mm -hmm. to, um, to, uh, to make sure that you have rapport with the person, to make sure that you have interpersonal skills, like all the things that you just said are by far the most important things. Mm -hmm. you know? um, you know, there's certain, when you're asking specific questions, what you're really looking for is just red flags. You know what I mean? They're, you're really only looking for things that are going to completely rule somebody out as opposed to the feel, you know, the, the feel that you get when you're actually talking with them and whether they can, you know, mm -hmm. keep a conversation going with you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, because I think the, the, the questions um, are, these red flag questions are things like, you know, um, uh, if you find out that this person wouldn't want to drive in rain, that would be a red flag. That would be like, you know, you and so the way you find that out is, is there anything that would prevent you from coming? What are the things that would prevent you from coming to work in a day? Okay. You know? And if somebody says, if my kid is sick, uh, if, you know, I have to take care of my, aunt, my elderly parents, yeah, yeah, sure, of course. If somebody says to you, I really don't like driving in the snow, Mm -hmm. Well, that's a problem. You live in Connecticut. You know what I mean? Like right. that, that's not going to work. So you, that's immediately, that's a high maintenance answer, right? That's okay. an answer that lets yeah. you know that this person's going to be difficult, not just in this area, but in other areas too. Everything mm -hmm. should be easy. It should flow. It should be like, you know, I'm going to make, you, you, you're looking for, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to find a solution to that, to that. It doesn't matter if it's snowing, if it's raining, I'm going to be at work. Right. Um, because that's the kind of person that you are. Right. So that's so that's what you're looking for is just okay. any, any of those kinds of red flags. So I ask things like what would prevent you from uh, what would be something that would prevent you from coming to work that you would need to call out for? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I ask people, you know, things like, you know, what do you what do you like to do on your free time? You know, it's a common question. It's an easy one. But, mm -hmm. you know, it is going to temper you if you if somebody says you know I, I I like to take a month off every year and go to you know uh, Saskatchewan and you know um, see if I can find Sharina in the mountains. <laughs> There's so much wrong with that sentence. <laughs> so so what you're looking for is red flags. You know what I mean? You're just looking for red flags. The the thing the thing about um, uh, and, and I want to go back for a second to the thing that you were talking about before, which mm -hmm. is um, whether to bring somebody in that's exactly like you. Or, or, oh, no, I, I, I really don't want somebody exactly like me, just yeah, similar, yeah. yeah. But I think that that's actually okay. You know, yeah. I, I know we were kind of like joking about it. <laughs> but the question is, the question is not, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily that they have to already come in like you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Part of your package, and mm -hmm. this is this is a, a segue that I'm going to get into a little bit. But part of your package can, can be how do you help train them to the point in your system that you want them to be in? They may not have to be the perfect, the best Kiko practitioner, mm -hmm. but part of your package can be 
I'm going to send you to two seminars a year and they're both, they're going to be Kiko oriented. And I want to make sure that this is because I want us to be consistent when we see patients so that your patients do have some consistency between you. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. So we have five element practitioners and we have TCM practitioners at my office, mm -hmm. but we also, but we talk to each other a lot and we also encourage each other to do uh, continuing ed in each other's, um, and that's one of the that's one of the early questions I ask. Also, you're a five element trained practitioner. Are you open to learning eight principal herbs? Because that's really what we're all doing. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then you can build that into their package, and then that also becomes a selling point for you. Instead of just saying we're going to do a 50-50 split, which is a very high split, by the way. Just so I, you know. I was trying to be fair, and I wanted I somebody to like. Be there and yeah. Yeah, I and get it. Look, like, yeah, I it's get a it. low split for Canada. Really? Low split for Canada. It drives me nuts. Yeah. yeah. Where I practice, there are people getting 80%, 70%, 75%. Oh, wow. Yeah, crazy, right? It's nuts. So 50 50, yeah, do what you can, girlfriend. Right. <laughs> okay. So, um, but that but that can be built in. So you may, you know, you may work out a package for this practitioner where instead of doing quote unquote 50-50, you make it 45-55, but right. it's gonna see use for them. Include this, and you can work out those numbers ahead of time so okay. that the package matches what you're looking for. Does that make okay. sense? Yes, yes, I get it now. Yeah. So. And you can also have associate events for you. So let's say, your clinic was not quite as busy as you wanted it to be, and you actually needed more patients coming in, you can make your associate go out and do marketing events and for those events that they're doing, that they're bringing in patients from and they're doing some work, maybe they get an extra bonus or a 60-40 you know, split on those ones. But if you have to go out and you're doing the marketing, they get a 40%, if that makes sense. Wow. Okay. Ways you can have it where if it's this situation, you get a bonus and it could be I'm going to give you a cup of coffee or I'm giving you a trip to Cancun. It doesn't matter. Okay. There's different things that are going to work for you. Mm -hmm. You can have it. I think that's when Ryan was talking about tiers and stuff. Or once you start seeing 30 people a week, you get this bonus. But when you're seeing 70 people a week, you get this bonus. And if you ever hit 110, Cancun, oh something like that. Okay. Right? So those are options too. Um, one, just, I'm going to go back to the interview because I think sure. it's essential. Yeah. And I think, um, I love uh, Ryan's point about red flags, even though I'm blue right now, there's always a couple of red flags. <laughs> um, one thing that I, 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 I have it as a conversation, but I still have a piece of paper in front of me that has the questions that I feel are essential. I want to know mm -hmm. basics. I want to know when you're available. I really do. Can I book you a, a patients up until 9 p.m.? Because you know what? I kind of like to work, say, 7 to 2, and I'm looking for somebody to come in and work 2 to 9. Well, yeah, that would be like an employee situation. As an independent contractor, you're not really allowed to dictate the hours and days in which they come. So but I'm not asking about when that. they're coming. I'm asking what's their availability. Oh, I see. Yes, 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 yes. I'm yes. asking their availability. Because if I'm booking people in, I just need to know if I can book you at midnight. <laughs> okay, got it. Right? If you have to drop off the kids at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or pick up the kids at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I know I can only book you 
say 10 to one and then after four. That's, that's it's, a, it's more of a, I wanna know your availability. Okay. I also wanna know the maximum number of hours you wanna work a day. Mm-hmm. Because I wanna know, some people max out at three hours, some people max out at 12 hours. Mm-hmm. I wanna know, do, do you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. getting to know their style, but I wanna ask those questions. And then I'm also gonna ask, um, okay, if anybody ever, asks what's your greatest strength and greatest weakness i'm just going to have to punch somebody in the head never <laughs> worst question ever what's your greatest you know weakness i'm a perfectionist if somebody actually answers that in an interview a staff person they say they're a perfectionist it means they work slow um they don't get shit done uh, <laughs> and they're expecting a grade at the end i don't even hire them if they say they're a perfectionist but that was a side point that had anything I was saying, but I will ask about, tell me a situation where you had a difficult patient. That's a big one for me because I want to know how they handle problems. Mm-hmm. Tell me about a situation where you had a difficult patient and how you approach this problem, how you solve the problem. I want to know that. And if they don't like, if they've never been in practice yet, I might ask them, um, tell me about a particular challenge where you used to work. And I will never use the word problem. I will use challenge. Okay. And the reason I do this mm-hmm. words, I like challenge compared to problem because those people who have natural bubbly per- personalities will start talking about challenges and how they fix them. And those people who are mean and nasty and impossible to work with and just jerks in general will start bitching about the problems that they've had and the previous employer and their boss and this horrible person and then you realize i don't want that energy with my patients i don't want that energy with my clinic somebody who's going to go home and complain about my patients and complain about my staff and complain about me and you're just gonna go thank you so much (laughs) okay got it but it gives me a very quick insight is to is this person I guess an optimist, mm-hmm. you know, like a problem solver as opposed to a complainer. That's a big thing for me because I don't want to gossip um, office culture where people sit and mm-hmm. about yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We ask people, we ask people to tell us, uh, this is another red flag question. We ask people to tell us um, what's the worst manager you ever had and why? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you get to hear like if they if they whine and complain about somebody, you know that's going to be a red flag. But if they say, "I've had some bad experiences, but nothing was horrible, and we just moved on, and I was able to just squash it," and you know th- that's what you're looking for. You're looking for people that. that are just easy, easygoing, resilient. You know, so that's right. another red flag. But I mean, there's a few I can I can real I can follow up after this with you know a half a dozen red flag questions that we use. Okay, um, great. There's one of the yeah, both all that information would have been like very, very uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 would have solved my problem, I think, from getting into the first place. But yes, thank you. Yeah, for sure. There's one other thing I want to get into. I know we have 10 minutes left, and I want to make sure that we have time to ask you questions. That I want to make sure we've answered everything that, that you want us to. Mm-hmm. But one other piece that we haven't gotten into that much, which is um how much you have to sell your clinic to the incoming associate. So mm-hmm. the perspective is, and, and, and I'm a big Simon Sinek fan, right? So I'm, I'm a big proponent mm-hmm. of, um, you know, we are in service to the people that we work with. They're not in service to us, right? right. 
right. we have to create an, an environment and an experience that mm -hmm. they have all the tools to leave, but would never want to because mm -hmm. they love working with you. They, 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 they're getting the value from being your employee. Do you mm -hmm. see what I mean? And, and this is what creates trust and this is what creates long-term relationships with, with, with employees. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I think to be really clear about when you are interviewing them is that you make sure to get across why it's gonna be so good for them to come work for you, not in an egotistical way, in a way that says, I really want to be in a group practice and this is why. These are the things that, that, that we will be appreciative by having you here, right? And th this is one of the key pieces of creating that kind of bridge and the kind of relationship that you're looking for to have an associate, especially somebody that's gonna be seeing your patients for you. You know, you want, your, you want that associate to walk in there like they are your, you know, uh, bodyguard, you know what I mean? Like, like they, they, you want the, the same, and, and they should want the same from you. Do you mm -hmm. see it? Mean? Yeah. So that, that's how you create because your patients are going to know if you just brought somebody in because you just were, were drowning and you just picked up anybody off the street, mm -hmm. or if you brought somebody in that has that kind of care. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's ideally, that's what I, that's the type, type of relationship I want to have. I, that's the energy of the practice now, and I don't want to lose it. Right. So, you just, so what you want to do is you want to create steps that that practitioner can go through. Hey, it, after, you know, after two, you know, after two years, these are the kinds of things that I would like to, this is where I would like to see us as a practice. And if we're there, we're going to be able to blank, blank, blank. And you will have figured all of this out numbers-wise ahead of time, okay. right? And, and, you know, and that, and then we will be able to do X, Y, Z and, you know, mm -hmm. you just kind of show that there's kind of a direction that it's going in. And it's not just about how many patients are you going to see this week? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. I mean, cause I want somebody to be there. I, I want to have a long-term relationship. I want this right. to, you know, to, to, you know, reflect uh, how much time and effort and everything else I've put into this and, and, and it's what the, my patients expect. So I, I really don't want to uh, undermine that in any way. And, and so I kind of realized that in the first day and that was the end of that relationship because uh, I was afraid. I was afraid to kind of lose that. Yeah. That's smart though. See, and then yeah. you have to be willing on the flip side mm -hmm. to let people go when they're not a good fit. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Fire slow, fire fast. I, I was just, I was so, oh my gosh. It was awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was that the first first person you had to let go? Uh yes. <gasps> oh. yes. Send yourself I had, flowers. I had to do it right in that day. I mean, I just yeah. knew it. That was you it. You had to do it. You did right. Send oh. flowers. Buy yourself some chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I have a chocolate it. vitamin every day. That wasn't oh. enough. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you get Trish, to the I, point. I have a like, question for Trish. Trish, when you wanted somebody that that was of the same style as you. Was that in an attempt to help the patients um, because they have an expectation of what, what they want for a treatment? Was that, and, yeah, and Ryan, that goes to my next question. I'm yes. sorry, before I forget, because I forget easy. <laughs> Somebody had asked a question about keeping the culture, the same culture in the practice, so it's not clashing. How do you do that? And is that a concern, that, was that a concern for you? What do you mean keep the same culture in the practice? 
Well, that was the that was the way somebody worded it. I'm probably not wording it correctly. In I think they mean treatment styles. Treatment style. Other than having like, oh, like a five element room and an orthopedic room and uh yeah, people get used to was was it was unity room having everybody do Kiko regardless of who's coming in. And were you hoping that they would yeah. transition over to that practitioner or new patients would eventually go right to them from the start? So much of it has to do with how you, how you present it to the patient, right? So much of it has to do, it, it depends. Look, if you feel like the associate that is doing a different style is not going to be able to get results, then they shouldn't be working with you anyway. They have to be able to get results. So then the, the question is, you have to, uh, you have to pre-educate the patient to let them know, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I want you to try this. I want you to try John. He practices a little bit differently than I do. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to, I want to let you know that ahead of time. But he's getting great results with this, and I want, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to see how you respond with with his treatment. Yeah. If, at a, if at any point you need to, you, you know, I'll be jumping in here and there. But, you know, so, so much of it has to do with just this communication piece. It's, it's what I find in our, in our practice is that as long as people know that it might be different, then they, they never have a problem with it. As long as they are confident that I'm confident that they're going to get results. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm okay now with different styles. I think it might be actually a good thing. I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. But also, um, Brian, you made and, a and, you know, important and, point. And it's the handoff. It's how you do the handoff to the next practitioner. If you go, yeah, you can go see him if you want. Versus you should go see this other person. They're new here, but they're tremendous. I love how they treat me. They do this stuff, this stuff. It's slightly different from what I do. It might give you better results. It might not. But I find their style or their blah, blah, blah is tremendous. And I think they'll take great care of you. You could treat, you could book appointments with them or with me. In fact, your first treatment with them is 50% off. That's my gift to you. If you don't like it, that's fine. Just come on back. But I think they would be really beneficial. Like if you do that kind of handoff where you're making them your equal as opposed to, you know, I'm still here and this person's crap, but if you have to go see this person, does that make sense? Yeah. That's the handoff. Sorry, Ryan, keep going. No, that's great. No, this is great. This is great. Um, I think I think the other thing that I wanted to make sure was clear is that um, when you are going through and you're having this kind of early part of the relationship, we were talking about. I, I just didn't totally finish the, the thread with the. Um, I know we're bouncing around a little bit, but oh no, it's okay. It's all good. Yeah, with the with the early part when you're building that rapport with the per, the, the associate to be. Mm -hmm. um, there's, it's a two-way street. So they have to know that you are there for them, but they also have to know that you have certain standards that they have to uphold, mm -hmm. right? So I want to make sure that I, I want to make sure that it's clear that the idea is, is just not to be on completely over one side or completely mm -hmm. over the other side. What, what, what happens, what happened at the beginning when we first started hiring associates is that everybody was very much about you know, this is all going to be fun and everybody's going to have a good time and, you know, we're all going to work together and it's going to be great. And there was no expectations. And that's, that's not a good, you know, way to do this. Now, what I find is most people that I talk to that are hiring associates are going complete opposite. They're going like straight corporate culture. 
these are the expectations. Do you, are you going to be able to follow them? This is, this is what we expect. And that's also not going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a middle point in there where you're, you're creating an environment that they want to be in mm -hmm. and you're setting clear expectations. You have an, you, a handbook that shows them what they, what they should, what they're going to be expected to do. You know how many people that they, they, they're going to be able to, you know, they have to be able to see the number of people that you want them to be able to see all the things that Trina was talking about before. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to clarify because I realized as we were kind of shifted off into another tangent that we didn't, I didn't totally finish that, that last thread. Does that make sense? Yes. And, and that's kind of the, uh, that's what I would be comfortable with. I really want the support to be equal on both sides. I, I, uh, I want to welcome the other person in. I, I want to really kind of, um, have a long-term relationship so but i have to learn to spell out very basic things i guess yes absolutely it and, has to be very clear yeah and that's the part i i did not do and i kind of realize that now yeah mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah that's that's so typical like when i used to have small businesses in the past and you're like god this is common sense like do i really have to say this yeah but i i can work on that i mean basically uh, the the scripts that uh, you have given me will help um you know i'll ask you know about their availability the questions you offered to kind of explore a little bit more about the person's um personality i, I think will be very very helpful yeah. yeah and i'm gonna ask about documentation so i know you had a contract but do you have say an employee procedures manual or an associate procedures manual or an emergency uh, procedure manual that talks about what happens if you see like a needle on the floor. Do you have those kind of things well, all? I have the emergency <laughs> manual, <laughs> but I do not have uh, an employee uh, handbook. Handbook. Yeah. Ryan, do you have an employee handbook? Yeah. 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 So do I, honey. Yeah. So just just for anybody that, that's considering hiring, um, and for you too, Trish, you can you can go to. There's all kinds of independent HR consultants. So we just have an independent person. She used to be an HR specialist with a big corporation, and she went to business for herself. She mm -hmm. charges us an hourly rate or a project rate. Okay. We had our employee handbook redone. She did redid our employee handbook a couple of years ago with uh -huh. all the, the the updated you know state laws, and and she reviews it every year, and it was. It was about, I think we spent a little over a thousand dollars to get it done. Okay. okay. It's not, it's not nothing, but if it's going to be the foundation of your, you know, if you're, if you're planning to hire people, right. then, you know, those are some of the things, you know, you can also for phase one, you know, you can always just go online and just, you know, get the, get, get something basic as long as it spells out very clear things. And then you can put the time in updating it with the policies that you want to that your okay. employees to follow mm -hmm. so just a couple couple things that can be a couple op options you know okay. as far as that goes. But so, those, are, those are important that's important to have because when once you have an employee mm -hmm. you are liable your risk goes way up and that's why these these you know 50 50s and these 70 30s splits are um the, Lost leaders realize that people well, you're not saving realize. anything in the long run. I, I know it's people yeah. who don't know what their overhead is. It's lost. It, yeah. yeah, I don't work in your country at all. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
So this this um, um, uh, uh, resource person, um, uh, human resource person. Mm -hmm. uh, where 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 did you find uh, the independent? Did, was there a certain place you looked for this type of uh, person to help you? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a big proponent of networking. So we do we do a lot of um, I do a lot of networking locally. That's mm -hmm. how I found most of our associates. That's how I found most of our consultants that we work with, and we've been through multiple levels of of different people. So this was just uh, uh, somebody. So the, the the company that I use for bookkeeping. Uh, I'm very friendly with one of the guys there that does their business management. And he, I said to him, you know, who do you guys use? Because they're they're a bigger company than we are. He gave me her name, and then oh, that's, okay. how, that's how we got to it. So always ask you, you know, you want to ask established companies, mm -hmm. and especially the vendors that you're already using. If you like them, mm -hmm. that's a great place to go because if you like them and right. they're using somebody, then right. the likelihood is it's going to be a good relationship. I get it. Oh yeah, good idea. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, some, someone commented too in the chat section, Amy Green, she consulted with an HR person. She says it was worth every penny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you could probably even just Google something like employee policy template, right? Like the same way there's business plan templates. I'm sure there's a something you can put together. Heck, if you have Word, there's probably some sort of policy template. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, no, I'd rather just really get the right the first time and... Yeah. I'll have to revisit it again. Yeah. I would be happy to spend a thousand dollars just to get a copy of Ryan's handbook. <laughs> <laughs> Trish, tell us, tell us what you wanted to get out of this that you have not gotten thus far. Oh no, I think I got more than I expected. Thank you. Yeah. All right. High five, Ryan. See, when the bar's low, it's easy to go high. <laughs> no problem. Oh no, I mean, I. I I got, I got the administrative stuff, the interview stuff. Uh, I don't know. I think I, you guys covered quite a bit of ground. Thank you. Yeah. We always have to. We always want to underpromise and overdeliver, right? That's the, yeah. that's the name of the game. <laughs> this is gonna suck. Hey, we're pretty good at this. <laughs> there are. I don't know if 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 uh, Trish, you've been following the chat. Some people put in some comments there too. One person mentioned having the the associate follow you for the day. Um, and Ryan, you hit on it. Uh, somebody was asking about like what you expect out of that person. And mm -hmm. then you, you said there was a merging between supportive and, and what your expectations are. Right. And somebody popped a question in the, uh, on the CMTW group. So just, just a heads up there. Kelly did. Kelly popped a question in there. That might be, might be, it's an interesting one and it's relevant. So it might be interesting to see what. Oh, Amy Green said she might have somebody. Right? She said, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. to Amy. And okay, I think that's it. All right. We're good. I thank that's everybody good. for coming out. We'll leave this up on the group for a while. Yeah. And, uh, appreciate Ryan and Sharina and Trish too for coming on. Thanks. And I'll take the rest of those red flag questions if you have them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll, follow, I'll put those on the CMTW group. Awesome. Okay, that'd be great. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. And then, Josh, maybe when we do the next one, if there's somebody who's just hiring their first, you know, office assistant or something like that, that maybe could be something that we're looking for over the next month or two. So if somebody wants more help with hiring, but not at the associate level, but just with the very first staff level, maybe that's something we can cover. So if that's you um, and you're still watching, um, maybe post that to Josh as well. 
I'm yeah, sorry. comment or um, shoot us an email, support at ChiniseMedicineNetworks.com if you want to come on the show. Um, hiring, like Sharina said, hiring would be a great topic, uh, and a, not a, an office person. And uh, Or if you have anything else, you know, mm. maybe you're just starting out, maybe you've been around for a while, maybe you're getting burned out, whatever the case may be. These um, Power My Clinics, this Power My Clinic series is intended to provide discussion. Right. And um, thank you so much for coming out. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.